Today we'll be talking about dealing with weight, sins, and entanglement. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Dealing with weight, sings, and what? Entanglement. You don't like the topic? Should I give another topic? <laughs> well, foreseeing that um, we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily snare us can you give me the old KJV please So the title of the message is dealing with weight, sins, and entanglement. Or you can call it how to run the race. How to run the race. But if you are going to run the race, you would have to understand these three things. Dealing with dealing with weight, sins, and entanglement. Are we together with me? You know, Paul was speaking to Timothy and he told Timothy that as soldiers, we should not be entangled with civilian affairs. Amen. Amen. We should not be entangled with what? With civilian affairs. So, need to look intricately at these things so that we can we can um, turn uh, no man that worries entangles himself with what affairs of this life praise God no man that what that worried. So, one of the signs that you are not worrying, that you are not in battle, is your what? Entanglement. When you are entangled, then we can assume and know that you have taken a break from the war. Because the war does not accommodate entanglement. Therefore, Endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Are you together with me? Now, some soldiers of Jesus Christ are bad ones. And don't endure when there is crisis. They quickly go and uh, take some break as a civilian. But it says that you need to endure hardness because... No man that worried entangles himself. You know, you can't be testy in battle in, in war front. You can't be testy and take a break when the Boko Haram are shooting. 
and then you just turn back. And your colleagues ask you, why are you going to say, mommy? <laughs> are you getting the point now? That's what it means. That when you are in warfare, it's civilians that drink water. Anytime you begin to focus on civilian issues, it's because you have taken a break from the war. And the Lord doesn't count you as a good soldier. And so let's go back to our main scripture. These are our two scriptures. I don't know if I'll be able to come here eventually, but we'll start from Hebrews chapter 12. It says, Who are foreseen, we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is what set before us. So, of course, there is an establishment of a fact that there is a race set before you. Now, this is not the race you set before yourself. This race was set before you. You were put on the tracks. You did not create the tracks. Now, the challenge many people have is that the race they are running, they are the ones that initiated the race. The name of the race is uh, is Funshaw Annual Race Competition. They are they are the ones that name the race, and so is their race. And that's why a lot of people are having crisis with the Lord, and they are not in sync with the Lord because. They are asking for grace for a race he did not set before them. Now, you need to know that there has been a race. You have been born into the race. He is not, God is not meant to help you to run your race. He's meant to help you to run his race. Now, the challenge is that many of us, the race we are running, God knows absolutely nothing about it. Some of you is the race of your father, the race of your mother. The race your mother or your father told you. Some of you is even the race of eaters. Because you are running a race because you want to let the eaters know that eaters go hate. And you are going you are going what? You are going to be great. And my friends here, you know some people are running the race for their eaters. They're trying to prove a generation wrong or trying to prove their uncle wrong that even though you not pay my school fees, I'll be great. Now, that kind of race, there's no grace for it. You have to manufacture the grace by yourself because it's not a race that was set before you. Now, you need to find out the race that was set before you. It is very imperative. Am I correct here? I think I'm still around correct English. I haven't moved away. It's very imperative for us to find out the race 
that is set before us. Hmm? Uh, and then you can begin to run. The Bible says that the one that is crowned is the one that runs according to the rules. So it's not about how fast you are. It's, are you following the rules? Secondly, which track? You see, you can't, you can't, this, uh, this Amusa, where did she win the, this thing? Where did they do that competition? Where, where? Birmingham, right? That's, that's where she ran it. Yeah. You can't run your way in a Gege Stadium and, and, <laughs> and receive a, a, a medal. You understand? You can't, you can't, you can't run your own in a Gege Stadium. It's Bashali that told us he's the greatest boxer in the world. <laughs> With a lot of manufactured belts, you know. Sometimes he will bring grandparents, his grandmother on the ring, he will beat them, break all their nose and say that. Is in the Guinness World Book of Records. <laughs> Are you with me, Grace? Now you can you can manufacture you can manufacture the race. Now when you manufacture the race, you are not. Now when you when you when you manufacture the race, you cannot be rewarded. There cannot be a ceremony for you because the ceremony is for the part, that particular race. So, it's imperative for you to find out the race. You need to ask yourself, the race I'm running in this life, who sent me? Eh? Eh? You need to ask yourself, why am I running? Eh? You need to ask yourself, why? Why are you running? Why are you running? <laughs> Lift up your right hand. Say, I'm a child of God. Now, we have our own race to run. Now, a lot of us are still on the tracks of the world, even though you are doing it in the name of Jesus. But it doesn't mean you will get any kind of trophy. And that's why you are, you are frustrated because you are running in a different track. You know, even in law tennis, there are masters in different tough. There are those who, if you play them on clay, they will beat you. Which other tough do you have for long tennis? There's clay, there's grass. Which other one? Eh? That road. You see, there are different tracks for it. I'm going to be playing long tennis in Third Road where you were yoga with coffin wood. <laughs> I will draw the line and then you begin to stress yourself. So you need to, you need to trust God to give you a breakthrough into understanding the race. The challenge is that many sons and daughters of God don't even know the race at all. Now, let's go back to our scripture, which will, the introduction of that scripture, hope I'm not too slow for you this morning. <laughs> the introduction of that scripture will make you appreciate 
you know, and they will give you intelligence on how to even have an insight into the race. Because it started by saying, we are foreseen also we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. So, the race as alumni. There's alumni. There's, a, there's, there's alumni in that race. There are people who have run that race. Now, you need to find out what, they, what race they run. If you can run their race, then you are on the same race. Are you together with me? Now, now, if you say you have won the World Cup and you find out that the people who have the cup you have is Gabon. <laughs> you, check, you check the World Cup they give you, you find out Gabon has it. Liberia has that cup. And you find that Nigeria also has that cup. You need to... You, you will know that, now. Nah, this is not the World Cup. Because those nations are not witnesses of the World Cup. I think I'm telling the truth, don't you think so? <laughs> they are not witnesses of the World Cup. So, so the race has witnesses. You, you need to check where they ran, how they ran, and then you will know whether you are on the same race. So you need to compare your problems with these people's problems and find out, are we having the same problem? Am I having Abraham's problem? You need to find out the people who ran the race and find out, am I, am I, are we together here? He says that scene, you need to see that we are what? Compassed about with so great a cloud. Now, this greatness is defined in two ways. It's greatness as numbers and it's also greatness as per mendem. Mendem. Meaning talking about the caliber. Oh my goodness. Are we together here? I hear a scripture in my spirit that any tongue that rises up against you in judgment shall be condemned. Amen. I just saw tongues and I see God releasing judgment on tongues. pray for the glory center come to church. We we'll pray for the eldership of this house. We we'll pray for every member of this house at every tongue. Let me release something. They beat um, Joshua and um, he was not doing motivational speaking. They beat him, he was not doing motivational speaking. That's the one that annoyed me the most. <laughs> Those athletes don't know that 
if you're a Nigerian athlete, you are doing a lot of work. You are doing the work of federal government. <laughs> I'm telling you, they are usually our last hope for happiness. <laughs> and so when I saw him doing motivational speaking and appreciating the winner, and hailing him and telling everybody to hate the winner. I say, are we, are you, <laughs> do you take us for a joke? We are sad with the whole nation, they beat Nigeria. It's like these guys don't know how we used to follow sports. They beat our, our nation has come down. I think he's about to use, and he's hailing the guy and then, I was just angry that this guy is not, He's trying to be a Christian. <laughs> Let's just release a little talking. Are we together here? Let's check Isaiah forty-four twenty-four. I want you to release this as a prayer over your life, over, the, over your space. Also release it as a prayer over this house. Is that okay? Yes. Thus said the Lord God, the Redeemer, he that formed thee from the womb. I am the Lord that makes all things, that stretch forth the heavens alone, and spread abroad the earth by myself. He shall frustrate the signs of the babblers. Yes. And he shall drive diviners mad. It will turn wise men backward. And it will make their knowledge foolishness. It will confirm the word of his servant. It will perform the counsel of his messengers. That say to Jerusalem, thou shalt be inhabited to cities of Judah, ye shall be built. And I will raise up the decayed places thereof. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That said to the deep be dry, and I will dry up the rivers. That said of Cyrus, he is my shepherd, and shall perform all my pleasure. Amen. Even to Jerusalem thou shalt be built. And to the temple thy foundation shall in the mighty name of Jesus we release this ordinance into the atmosphere we release it and um, we destroy every installation every garden point of the enemy we release madness and we frustrate wise ants and cunning men in the name of Jesus. Glory be to God. Can you give God praise? So we go back to Hebrews chapter 12. So, so there is a race. Now the first point I'm making is that you need to find out the race. Now, this is the major reason why a lot of God's children are looking for grace. You see, because they are running a race that God did not initiate. Are you together with me? 
Now, you know, if you qualify for the World Cup, you qualify for competitions, there's an amount of money that you are given for preparation. Now, it is folly to expect that money without, without qualifying for that competition. Are you together with me? It's, they are not sharing money. The money is for those who are in the competition. So there is a grace for this particular race. And so, when the life is without grace, you need to find out on whose tracks are you on. Now, when you get yourself on the right track, you are going to begin to see the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, there, is a, a, there, is, there are witnesses of the race. There are witnesses of what? Of the race. Now, the witnesses of the race are people who we can watch and see and, um, and um, compare our lives with their lives. And also check what was their focus because their focus is the focus. Am I preaching here? So, so, so your life must be a res- must have a resemblance. Your meditation must resemble the meditations of these witnesses because they are the witnesses of the race. Now, whenever you find out that the things that concern you do not concern these men. You're on a different race. When you find out that your passion and Abraham's passion are different. When you find out that the distance between your life and what was in your what is in your heart and what is in Moses' heart is different. So there is a huge cloud of witness, both in numbers and what? In caliber. Now, do you know that the plumb, the, plumb, the plumb line of God's judgment is not, is consistent. God will not judge you on a different standard from what you used to judge these witnesses. You know, 100 meters is 100 meters. It is the one that Michael Johnson, uh, Johnson what is, the, is that his name? It's the one around that Usain Bolt ran. They did not say, okay, Usain Bolt, your days are different. People are slower, people are faster. Let's reduce 100 meters. 100 meters is what? It's 100 meters. And that's why when that, uh, was it, that beautiful lady beat the record, they were shocked. Yes. Was it Michael Johnson said something is wrong with the time? Yes. Yes. Not, he, he does not get it. Nothing is wrong with the time. At the same time. So, one of the things that the Lord is intending to do to us is that he wants to recalibrate our minds. Recalibrate our hearts. And begin to put us in alignment with generational fathers. We have to be able to stand and be on the track Moses was on. There has to be continuity. The matter has to be the same. What concerns Abraham must be what concerns us. And what concerns Jeremiah must be what concerns us. But you know that some of you, what concerns Abraham does not really concern you. And that's a real problem. And you are going to be without, you are going to be without divine strength. Are my people here? What concerns Sarah must concern you. How Sarah lived, you must study. 
and know that that is your mate. Now, stop saying it is Bible time. It's not Bible time. It's cloud of. Don't forget that when they wrote this, it was still thousands of years from Abraham. But it became the plumb line for the days of Paul. And it's still the plumb line till today. So, God did not change it. The plan of God now is not for you to have two children and die. It's the same plan he had with Abraham that he has now. The vision has not changed. And so this, I marry or I die, find out in scripture who planned to marry or die. Nobody there. They were not put in the cloud of witnesses. So you must find out what's making you cry and find out if you have a colleague in scripture in Hebrews chapter 11 that cried about what you are crying about. If what you are crying about was not cried about in scripture, you must know that you are on another track. Running another race. Stressing the same God. <laughs> now, I have an idea of what I'm talking about. I'm telling you the truth. You will know no peace until you understand this thing. Yes, because the peace of God is, has a context. Yes, Righteousness, peace, joy, and the Holy Ghost. That is what? The kingdom of God. That's the name of the race, kingdom of God. So you can see that the peace is domiciled in the Holy Ghost and this Holy Ghost is the Holy Ghost of the kingdom. So without understanding the kingdom, you will not have peace. Hey, did I curse you? No. I told you the truth. The peace is in the kingdom. So if you take your eyes off the kingdom, then don't need peace. Are we still here? So, let's, let's, let's go back to our scripture. Wherefore, seeing seen, seen we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and, and sin. Let me still take a little moment on this cloud of witnesses so that we can begin to understand our mates. And you understand that your mate is not the brother with which you finish university with. Are we together here? Now, we start from Hebrews 11.4 because those are the people talking, you know, the cloud of witnesses is talking about was a continuation of the conversation in Hebrews chapter what? 11. Those are the, those are the witnesses that we follow. So, when we start from Hebrews 11.4, and then we go to maybe 24 later. But let's read level 4. By faith, Abraham offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, so God testifying of his gifts, and by he being dead, yet speaks. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death, and was not found, because God had translated him. And before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. By faith, without faith, it is impossible to please him, and all of that. Now, by faith, verse 8, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an entrance, obeyed and went out, not knowing whither he went. Now, are you seeing your mate here? Yes. Praise God. By faith, he joined the land of promises in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. So the promise Abraham had was the same promise that was 
that, that, um, that Isaac and Jacob also had. Are we together with me? Now, true faith, is said, for he looked for a city which has foundation, whose builder and maker is God. Are you together with me? Now, you need to ask yourself, am I looking for any city or I just want to buy land in Aja? You understand the point? You need to understand these things, that what is paramount in your heart. So that you can really begin to understand where your confusion is coming from. Because confusion has a door. You need to find out where is my confusion coming from? Where is my fears coming from? A lot of times the fear is coming because you are on a track that God has not ordained you to be on. And you are running a race that has no reward. Are we together here? True faith also, Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child and she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. So we need to understand and study these people very well so that we can begin to understand the expectation of God. Are we together here? Now let's jump to 21 quickly. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed both the sons of Joseph, and, and worshipped, leaning upon the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when he died, uh, made mention of the departing of the children of Israel and gave commandment concerning his bones. Are you saying amen? Yes. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his period because they saw he was a proper child and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. How do you see a newborn baby? And you know this is Savior. That's inner eyes opened, right? Are we together here? Now the question is, how many of you do you have your inner eye open? How do you see? <clears throat> By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin. For a season. Are we together here? So, this man had the greatest privilege anybody on the earth will have. And that privilege, he did not interpret it as privilege. He says, I'm going to refuse it. I know when people call him the son of Pharaoh, he feels somehow. He feels offended. His spirit does not flow. And then he counted all of those pleasure. He called it sin. And um, they already know also that sin is always for a season. Have you noticed that? Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. For he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. For he endured as seeing him. Who is what? Invisible. Invisible. Through faith he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of the blood. Lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith they passed through the Red Sea. As by dry land, we the Egyptians are saying to do, we are drowned. <laughs> are you together with me? Why? Because Moses was leading Israel to pass that, that, that dry land. But it was faith at work. Yeah. The others were follow, follow. So the, by the time Israel passed, the water looked at the Egyptians and said, who are you? Who told you to pass? And the water behaved himself back. Are you together with me? So when you see some people do something, don't think you can also do it. You have to find out. You have to know your level. And those who was there. 
You'll find out that they used to break leg there. You remember that song? I won't sing it. I'm a man of God. Are my friends here? By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about what? Seven days. By faith, the harlot Rehab perished not with them that believed not when she received the spies with, with peace. What shall, we, what shall I more say? Time will fail me to tell of Gideon. These are witnesses. And of Barak, of Samson. Are you together with me? Of Jephthah, of David also, and Samuel, of the prophet. Who through faith did was subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire. I think that would be Shedrach, Meshach, and Abednego. By faith. Escaped the edge of the sword, out of weaknesses were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. <laughs> Women received their dead, raised to life again. Others were tortured. Not accepting deliverance. Oh my goodness, this is powerful. That they might obtain a better resurrection. Now, that's part of the, that's part of the race. The vision of what? Of resurrection. Now, if resurrection is not before you, you understand that you're on another race. Do you think about Jesus' coming? Do you think about resurrection? What about the new heaven and the new earth? And my friends here, these are matters of contemplation, yes, and they are deeper than New Nigeria. Yes, sir. Because for some people, the end of their vision is New Nigeria, where, the, where food will not be expensive. Others had trial of cruel mockings and scourges, yea, moreover, of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sun asunder, were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goods skins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and in caves of the earth. And all this having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise, God having provided something better, better thing for us that they without us should not be made perfect. So, the witnesses let us know about the race, but the witnesses also need us because it's a corporate work. Are you together with me? There are, there are, there are, there is the fullness of God that that we need to step in, that we bring the whole uh, body of Christ into some dimensions of God and of Christ. Are you together with me? We, we, we are going to bring some people to other levels of enjoyment in Christ Jesus. You know, there's enjoyment that is not jollof rice. Huh? Bible talks about at thy right hand there are what pleasures forevermore. Eh? In the presence of the Lord is the fullness of joy, and at His right hand are what are pleasures forevermore. I pray that you will know the pleasure of God. Yes. Are we together, friends? Yes. So it is on. It is based on this back uh, drop that we are now hearing about what about a race. Now the same race that was set. Before us, are we together with me, friend? So you can see that the the race Moses ran was not a race of him having an ambition. Hi. Are you together with me? 
Since the day he was born, he was born into the race. His parents saw him and said, Kai, this is a child of the race. And then they preserved him. They had supernatural grace not to be afraid. Oh, my mama radika. Are you together with me? One of the things the race does to you is that it expels fear of the natural world. You are afraid. You are no longer afraid of this natural world. When you notice that you are afraid of, of tomorrow, you are not really on the right race. Are you together with me? Because the, 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 am I preaching here? Because when eternity is imprinted in your soul, tomorrow is too short a time for you to be concerned about. When God has, when God has put in you the, the visions of eternity, you will not be afraid of next week. You will not be afraid of the next 10 years. They become so little to you because the reason why a lot of people are afraid of next 10 years, what will I be? Because you have an assumption that this is life. You think everything is here. No, 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 this is not life. This is just a, an examination we're writing here that will determine our position, whether we will get to, you know, after primary one to primary six, you write common entrance, right? Now, common entrance will determine not just whether you go to secondary school before or not now. Before, it will determine the type of secondary. You know, now people just go to good school like that. Not those days, you don't go to good school like that. If we tell us your school, we can predict your common entrance score. <laughs> now, if the brain is very, very, very low, there's another exam they call G2. Oh, you're not getting this one. There's one exam, G2. That's the one for grammar school. Yeah. Yeah, it's G2. That one, it means that you did not pass, you did not pass for federal school. You did not pass for even, even some state school. You will have to go to grammar school. Yeah, Ujudu grammar school. So, if you ask anybody who went to Ujudu grammar school, it's G2. Who does not know G2 here? You don't know G2. Ah. Who knows G2 that I'm talking about? <laughs> G2. Right, G2. So, there are, what used to be the cost of where the maximum exam for common entrance that year? I think, is it, is it uh, 600 or 700 or this thing? I remember I had about 410. <laughs> I had about 410. I, <laughs> 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 so what we are doing here is that we are trying to write over the trust to find out where we shall be when he returns, and the new Jerusalem, and the new heaven. Now, don't you think I should preach about something relevant? Eh? I should say something relevant, something that you can apply. <laughs> you will soon find out that this is what you will do for life. This one I'm talking about is the real life. The one you are trying to apply is, is, is but for a short time. I should tell you what you can apply to your career. <laughs> you, will, you will find out that that, that career, that this one is the real career, that it will come and then, and then we will be rewarded on the basis of our works and what has happened in us. 
Now, of course, you cannot, under, you, cannot, you cannot focus on these things and your natural engagement will not feel the, the weight of it. So, wherefore sin also that we are compassed with so great a cloud of witness, let us then lay aside. So, you can see here that the writer of Hebrews, which I assume is Paul, whether it's Paul or not, that will not be a big issue because what makes it powerful is not who wrote it, is that it's the word of God. Now, we see here that one of the signs that you are really serious about that race is that you have to make a decision to lay aside some things. That the race is not run by confession. The race is run by decisions. Are you together with me? Now, you step into the race by salvation through confession and all of that. But as you progress in the race, there are some decisions that you have to make. Now, one of the challenges of our generation is that the muzzle of decision making has been, has been, has been weakened by the, inaccurate, by the inaccurate gospel of grace that is being taught. 98% of the message of grace that I hear is, 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 is troublesome. Because what it did to a old generation is that it took a old generation, it collected from us the will to choose God. We have an assumption that there is a spirit that will be doing it for us. And that's our understanding of grace. Now, that the grace is actually the power of God, but grace cannot work without your will. And that's why when you look at the master of grace, which is Paul the Apostle, and all the people in scripture, they are masters of grace. The New Testament preachers and the old covenant preachers. Am I preaching here? Because all of the conversations and the teachings of grace were were exhumed from the scripture, from Isaiah. There was nobody who quoted Isaiah like the the preachers of grace. Sometimes you read Isaiah, you say it's law. Now, now, do you know some of you, sometimes when you are told not to sin, you, you see it as an attack. It doesn't look like a message of grace. Do you know if a preacher came here and said, you know, you have to stop lying. As a believer, fornication will take you to hell. And, and a preacher keeps telling you to live a godly life. You know, you will feel as if it's a bad message. And I, and I tell you the truth, there is no sin that you are going to stop sinning because of divine empowerment. Amen. Let me tell you why. Because there is, the issue of grace is not, is not a postponed issue. So there is availability of grace. Yes. What is lacking is cooperation with grace. Yes. <laughs> Now, 
that is the part of the message of grace that is not taught. And that's why grace has not really worked. Even though it is resident. But we think grace will come and force you to do what you are willing to do. Now, now you need to understand that sin is no longer a power. It's now a choice. Because he has already dealt with the power of sin on the cross. And now that you have saved, you have been empowered to overcome sin. And that's why when you look at the writer of Paul, the writer of the New Testament, Paul, will always tell you, let, don't allow sin have dominion over you. Let not. It's always let not. Let not. He didn't say, he didn't tell, oh my goodness. He said, you. Why? Because of the grace that is resident. Now, when sin is having dominion, it's because you haven't yet decided. And there are reasons why you haven't decided though. And those reasons why you haven't decided, you need to be taught. I need to teach you to decide and because by the time you know some things, you see because, I've told you severally, when you pick the issue of fornication, for example, no matter how the spirit of fornication you think has come upon you, that thing just push you. And you say, oh Lord, I don't know what am I doing. Oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord. And you are going not knowing what you are doing like you try to tell yourself, oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord. Now, if you receive a phone call that you should turn back that there's a million dollars waiting for you at home. <laughs> you know, you will call the, the man and say, please, can we postpone this? Let's postpone this fornication thing next week. You understand? <laughs> Am I correct here? You go and collect the money and after you have collected the money, you say, oh Lord. <laughs> Lift up your right hand and right hand and say, I know what I'm doing. Put it down. Are my friends here? There's grace. But the the muscle of deciding has been weakened. So, it is that muscle that we need to strengthen. And sometimes, you need reason to strengthen it. You need to know what is at stake. Are we together with me? You need to know what is at stake. You need to get an environment that can strengthen the muscle again. That, mu- that muscle needs... You, you, know, you know, when somebody sometimes have a challenge, sometimes a stroke, they will tell him to do some exercises. Sometimes they get him a physiotherapist. Yeah. And then he begins to do things. The strength is not coming back from outside. It's not coming from outside. It's coming from inside. But it needs focus. And then if you don't focus to go and build that muscle. Am I preaching here? You need to go and go and build the muscle. If you don't go and build that muscle, you'll be doing as if you don't know what you are doing. Am I still preaching here? Now, we just behave as if we don't even read the Bible. When you read the Bible, the Bible is full of do's and don'ts. All of it. The New Testament is full of do's and don'ts. Why? Because there is a a truthful assumption that the presence of grace is not in question. The writers have an assumption that there's grace, and that assumption is a correct one. 
Are we still here? Yes, sir. So we need to lay aside every weight, but let's start with weight. What are weights? We need to lay aside every weight. You see, the word weight is a very interesting word, but what it actually means is... Are you still here? It talks about a mass that is bending. A mass that can cause something to bend. When you are bulging because of load. It's a burden. It's an endurance. Are we together here? That is what you call a weight. And what does this weight do? It will easily be set. Am I together here? Now, the word be set is an interesting word. It's actually, it's actually a compound word. And it talks about a competitor that is twatting a racer in every direction. So, this, you are going this way. Now, the weight is competing with you. But the, it's not planning to win the race. It's not on the race. Its own race is to get you off the track. Now I'm not I'm not inventing. That's the actual meaning. It's a competitor, but not intending to win. It's to thwart you, and it's to thwart you to different direction. So it means that the race can only be run focused. You must be. Some of the rules of that race is that you must be on the on a on a on a on a on a on a track. You know, when they want to run, they will say somebody's in track one, track two, track five, track three. You can't start in track one in 100 meters and win in track eight. You have to stay on your track. Are you together with me? Now, a weight is a competitor. It will be as if it's running with you also. But what it wants to do is that it wants to push you to another track. It needs to get you disqualified. That's a weight. So, the disguise, am I preaching here? So, weights have a beautiful disguise because they are competitors. So, so they always are legitimate in appeal. Weights look legitimate. Weights look like things that you have to do with. That's the purpose of weight. They, they, are, they can be accommodated. Yes. That's the difference between a weight and a sin. A sin is obvious that it's not wanted. But a weight can be accommodated. But it's easily beset. That's the meaning of easily beset. It will just take you off track. That's easily beset. The weight is that load that has the ability... To easily be said. Now, it, it, the weight of a weight, the weight of a weight, is not in its weight itself. It's in its ability to push you away. So, if it can be small, but can it push? Is a weight. Am I preaching her? Now, I tell you the truth, the reason why many of us do not move and succeed in the journey 
is because we accommodate weight. And that's why the weights prosper via sentiment. You are sentimentally attached to weights. Sentiment. And so, when you look at the, when you look at the words of Jesus, when he was talking about those that we follow him, he talks about sometimes they'll have to forsake mother, father. He began to mention things that ordinarily you wouldn't want to forsake. There are things you don't want to forsake because they have some legitimate attachment with you. But you, if you are careful to study, you will find that that they take you off course. And sometimes you think, yes, I know it takes me off course, but that's it. Everyone who has left, no, this is not it. There's another one. He says, I've come to do something to brother and there, yeah. Are we together here? So the way it is, it's 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 taking you off. You know it's taking you. Will I now? Will I? She was okay you. They are very. Oh, are you getting the preaching? If anyone comes to me and does not. So, listen, it's not about hating your father. That's not the point. The point is that you must, your soul must know how to hate. Now, Christianity comes with successful Christianity. Comes with ability to hate. Now, you know, sentiment does not hate. You must, you must be uh, delivered from sentiment and have ability to hate. Why? Because of priority to follow. That Jesus is a priority that anything can be hated. That's so we must prioritize Jesus and develop his soul that can hate. Now, the word hate is not hate as you see hate. It's that anything can, can be laid aside. And that's why it mentioned deepest things that nobody ever wants to lay aside. This is not, this is not Jesus telling us lay aside your father. It's just saying that no matter the depth of a thing and the sentimental attachment, oh my goodness. It says, if you are going to follow me. Now, this is the reason why many people have had no form of progress in their work with God. They, they are masters in the accommodation of weights. And it says weights easily what? Before you know, you're in track eight. Sometimes before you know, you're in the bush. You're wondering, what am I doing in the bush? Hey, wait. For Abraham, it was Lot. Lot was Abraham's weight. Yeah, Lot was his weight. Do you know Abraham let go of his first son. You don't understand. He let go of his first son in his old age. Because that was a weight that was not going to allow him to focus on faith. And the Lord told him, send away the bond woman and a child. 
down, let her go. Because that has become a weight for destiny. If Abraham didn't do that, he wouldn't be father of faith. His destiny in God would have been thwarted. Now, some of you are too sentimental to work with Jesus. You are too sentimental to work with Jesus. If anyone comes to me and does not hate father, mother, wife, children, brothers, and say, yes, and his own life also. He cannot be my disciple. He cannot be my disciple. So you see, discipleship is not just what you do carelessly. And discipleship is not accommodating. These are some of the things Paul will be talking about where he says that if I if I'm setting out to please men, I cannot be what the servant of God. So wait take you off course. Sometimes some, somebody a career can be a weight. A particular, not career, a particular career can be a weight. Because you know that as much as I stay on this job, my, the, my work with God will not prosper. You know. You don't have a doubt. You see, how will I feed my family? Now, that is the same how you'll be empty of God. Because you have accommodated weight. Now, a lot of people, the greatest, their, their size in the spirit is not their spirit man. It's their weight. They are heavy, not positively. They are heavy because of unneeded load. You know, there are a lot of you who can't say no because people will feel bad. And the more you say yes, you know you are dying. I don't want him to feel bad. And that way you are not running the race. I don't want him to say you are not running the race. The enemy knows that you are like a dustbin in the spirit. You run away from sin, but you don't run away from weight. Now, we have the responsibility of laying aside. Maybe that's what Jerry was singing to you guys today. He was interested when you were singing it. All right. Maybe you say, I am something and I'm weightless. I'm so we have to lay aside every weight. Somebody say every so, there is a strictness in doing this. That it has to be one of your... You see, if you are not doing this, you are not a disciple of Jesus. You have to be strict. And uh, not accommodate one weight. It has to be... You have a, a screening that every weight... You find out, this stuff, is it leading me in Christ? Is it, is it putting me on course in the race? Or is it getting me off course? Then what do you do? You lay it aside. You lay aside weights. So, weights 
always are usually admitted into the race, but they are not running. They are not running. Can I preach here? Yes, sir. And that's why when the weight carry last, it does not feel bad. And so, and so you sometimes you are accommodating people and things that have no intention to win. Their victory is your loss. And so in the end, when you are crying, you find that you cry alone. Because they never ever planned to win in the first place. Do you know a lot of us accommodate people who are going nowhere? The person is going absolutely nowhere. That immediately, the day you drop, the day you drop that person, you will find out that he has joined himself to another person, disturbing the person again. Now, do you know there are church members who are weights? That the pastor must be able to identify a church member. Not every church member is a soul. Some are weights. Yeah, yeah. You see, there are church members who find themselves in the leadership of, in five years, they can be in the leadership, in five years, they can be in the leadership of five churches. Because they are weights. They will come, and they have the same testimony. The same behavior every time. Because they are a weight. You must understand that. You must know what's a weight. A weight will take you off course. Am I preaching here? It will just always take you off course. Sometimes a weight is a conversation that dampens your spirit. But you people are uh, a flatmate. And so you have an assumption we must talk every night. So that I will not look as if I'm snoring. Yeah. But you have carried a weight that is not allowing you to progress. Are we together with me? It's a weight. Some of you, it's your phone that is a weight. You know the phone is a weight. But you are saying, how will I receive mails? Who will reply to my wall? How will I celebrate my birthday? Now, now, phone is not weight, but for you, it's weight. Because you notice anytime you are not with data, you grow. If you, if you don't have data for one day, your spirituality will just go as if you had not turned to, 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 you just mature. The day that the data comes back, you die again. You're saying, you know, I just need it to, till you go to hell. It's wait. A lot of relationships are wait. Some of you have plenty weighty relationships. But not the weight of Hebrews 11. is the, the weight that needs to be laid as, aside. Hey! So, so they, they, they beset. They, they, they get another character of weight is that they get you unstable. Now, Jesus, Jesus is not a joker. We have to learn from him. Jesus has one disciple. His name is Peter. One day, Peter wanted to be a wit. The way Jesus gave it to Peter that day. Because he was taking him off course. He says, get thee behind me, Satan. Peter said, Satan suddenly, you are Satan. He said, you don't know how to serve. You know, if I call him Satan now, will he backslide? If I call him Satan now, how will he? And very soon, what he's saying is making sense to you. And you are wondering, should I really go to the cross? (laughs) 
Jesus looked at his guy. He said, get the beer, me, Satan. You get out. You don't know, you don't know, know how to solve all spiritual things. You are a carnal man. That is Jesus' response to it. And that's why he did not die for us at 75. By 33, he was done. Quickly, without weights, you have speed. Progress you should have made in two years. You have wasted 16 on it. You have time for nonsense. A lot of time. You know people, do you know people who most of their relationships they have dated with weights? You date a weight. Yeah, people date weight. And they know that that relationship is making them not grow in God. Now, you need to know that five years wasted is not just five years wasted. Five years wasted is 15 years wasted. Because that five years is meant to be seed you should have sown to recover years ahead. So you did not waste five years, you wasted 15. <laughs> Why? You joined yourself to a weight. There are preachers who call me, I don't pick their call. I don't pick their call. I don't pick their call. I'm talking of old, old preachers. I'm talking of men who can make me something if I have planned to be something. I say, I don't pick. I pick not. I will not pick and I will check status. I check status. 15,000 I will read. I will check everything. And you will, you will call because I have checked the status. And the number will be busy. Because it's a wait. You can't teach me nonsense. You can't teach me how to be raising useless offerings. Like a thief. You are a wait. Now, if I find out that it's a mistake, anybody can make a mistake. Anybody can fall. Anybody, anybody, anybody. The greatest of all of us can fail. But when it becomes a pattern, a lifestyle, what you are teaching people. Wow. Wow. I got the call. I'm not, I'm, not, I, I'm not trying to let you think that I'm not cutting the call. I'm not trying to use the wisdom. I'm not going to inconvenience myself to make you feel good. You are the weight. I'm not going to tighten myself for weight. A preacher called me one day. He said, so I'll be in Lagos. I said, far, powerful. Powerful, you're in Lagos. Very powerful. In fact, if you need somebody to pick you from the airport, I'll send somebody to pick you from the airport. Because you are, you are, you are not just a brother, you are a father. You can give, it's possible you can give back to me. Yes. Uh, say I heard you are doing a program for. I say yes, I'm doing a program. Say okay. Say so after when I'm done in the airport, I will come. I will just branch. I would. I'll branch and then do. I will do the prayer parts. You will wrap wrap it up. I didn't hear it. It was after I dropped the call. I said, ah. Sure, look for me. I sent a text. I said, sir, there must have been a miscommunication somewhere. 
Somewhere. There's a miscommunication somewhere. Because I'm sure that you are not um, going to be around that Tuesday. There's no room for you that Tuesday. Okay, if that, if that Tuesday is now available, since it's 30 days, I'll come the today's. I said, no, the whole 30 days, there will not be a day that is available for you. Not a day, not a space. I don't accommodate weights. I can tell you some stories. Don't accommodate weights. This guy is proud. If, I, if, I, if pride can get me to the kingdom, I will use it. Some of us are too accommodating. You accommodate devils. Anytime, anytime you know you should say no, there is your, your mouth gets heavy. You have a weak soul. You find it difficult to say no. You are an accomplice to destructive things. Now, let's go back to what Jesus Christ said. Oh, time has finished. <laughs> I finished the message. Let's just. <laughs> I did not know the time has gone like that. If any man come to me and hate not his father and mother, no, give me, let me do five minutes. Give me. And children and brethren and sisters, yea, and his own life also. So sometimes this waiter is even, is even is not external. Is it, sir? Sometimes it's you, it's you. Sometimes it's your eating habit. You know it's a weight. When you eat, you die. When you eat, you are useless. It's a weight. The volume with which, the volume of food you eat makes you susceptible to demonic attacks. It's a weight that needs to be dealt with. I see some. I see you stepping into boldness to lay aside weights. This kingdom, you have to travel light. Can I, can I make a statement? The, those who are light are those who are anointed. Yeah. The, the, those who are light are the anointed ones. The lighter you are, the more anointed you are. You see, the anointing has to do with separation. The anointing has a lot to do with separation. Things go for the anointing to come. The anointing has a lot to do with separation. Then as you keep separating yourself, your anointing is getting sharper. It's getting congealed. It has to do with separation. You need to find out what's the next separation that, that will bring me to my next level. God. He says, as you separate, as you separate yourself, the anointing will rest on you. 
Are you together with me? Now, quickly, Hebrews 12. I'm not going to rush it. I'll just do five more minutes and then if God permits us, we'll do it. We'll continue it next week or maybe on Wednesday. I don't know. Wherefore, seeing also we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight and the sin with us easily beset us. Let us run with patience the race that is set before us. There's a lot here, but let's move. Looking unto Jesus. So that's another example. Are you together with me? Can I preach here? Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set ahead, set before him, what did he do? Endured what? The cross. Huh? Are you seeing it? Are you seeing it now? He endured the cross, which is the instrument of taking out weights and sin. Huh? He endured the cross. He, he despised the shame. And is now what? Set. Now, you know, the first issue is weight we beset. Cross we set. Come, let me explain this to you. Come, Jerry. So, it's, you know, some other translation will say he's sitting down at the right hand of God. But it's not complete. It's a type of sitting. It's a it's set. When you place something and install something accurately in its perfect position. So weight wants to displace you, but the cross wants to what? Set you. So the more you accommodate weights, you won't be set. You won't be set. You will also you will oscillate. Some days you will notice there is anointing, other days there will not be anointing. Because of the weights. Hey! But if you can focus on Jesus, it will introduce cross to you. Can I tell you one of the meaning of cross? Oh, Shabbat. One of the weaknesses of man is being alone. It's a weakness. We all have a dimension of the orphan spirit. So being alone is one of the weaknesses of man. You see, but the cross is God's empowerment and ability to endure alone with God. The cross. The cross is how to be alone with God. Meaning that the ability to choose God, even though you are going to lose things and lose men, that's the administration of cross. Now, that is where it is the the proper administration of the cross that empowers the anointings and the grace of God is resident. If you love to stay with men, then you must be ready to stay without grace. Yes. 